BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's our post-game edition of Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Preseason week number one is now in the books. If you're keeping score at home, yes, the Jets did come back and win the football game. Most of the conversation we covered at halftime, most people want to talk about the first uh, eight plays of the game. John McMullen joins us from down at Lincoln Financial Field. It was a long, long uh, time tonight, John. After the game, there was a lot of um, conversation um, as Nick Sirianni came to the uh, podium, Brandon Graham came to the podium, Jalen Hurts came uh, to the podium, and I think that's a good place to start. First, uh, it was great to see BG uh, back up there. Uh, Great to see him uh, out on the field tonight, uh, your thoughts about Brandon Graham and what were some of the little bullet um, points that you took from his presser tonight? Well, may have lost John McMullen checking in from Lincoln Financial Field, so we'll try and re-rack up John and we'll try and get him back. Uh, and he is down at Lincoln Financial Field. Again, it was about a 60-minute uh, post-press uh, conference uh, until John was able to get back up in the press box. So we'll see uh, if we can effort and we can get John McMullen uh, back in. Again, the Eagles lose that football game uh, tonight. I was talking to Derek Gunn offline, D. Gunn tonight. One thing not mentioned, and I hope I'm sure everybody did see Uh, At halftime, uh, the Eagles made their announcements for the Eagles Hall of Fame. We'll have some good coverage on that uh, and some good comments uh, from D. Gunn. That coming up uh, on the Monday edition of Sports Take. Johnny Mack now back with us. Johnny Mack, now we have you back. 
uh, just started to ask you and you just started to respond about BG uh, kicking off the press conference tonight, being back on the field. I think it's an amazing story. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, it is. He, he got injured in week two, obviously, last season. 34 years old, coming off an Achilles in the best shape of his life. He's looked explosive in training camp. He looks like the old Brandon Graham. Um, but it was exciting for him to get out there. You typically don't think about excitement for a veteran player in preseason, but Brandon was fired up to be out there. His first play got a tackle for loss, so it was important to him. And obviously he didn't play a lot because he's a key part of this team, but um, it, it was a big step. And that's, you know, you look at the final score and it's, you know, the Eagles weren't able to hold on, but, the first team played well. I mean, we talked about it at halftime. Jalen Hurts was off the charts. Um, the defense was good. It was 14 nothing uh, early in the game. Kaiser White with the interception. As I mentioned, Brandon Graham with the tackle for loss. That's the important part of the game, and, and the Eagles did very well in it. John, I almost feel as like there's was this – elevated intensity or this this energized mood from the starters to make a point while they were on the field. Now, I don't know if that's a strange observation from my part, but that's what it seemed like watching the game in real time. Well, I, I took it as they just have a lot more talent than the New York Jets, at least when it comes to the top end of the roster. Um, the Jets, um, not a very good football team right now. Now, they're adding. They got Sauce Gardner uh, in the draft, Jermaine Johnson, um, Garrett Wilson, who you saw make a play. So they had three first-round picks. They're getting better. Um, unfortunately for them, they might have lost their quarterback, and we'll see how that shakes out. Um, and that's devastating. So, you know, as I said, 14 nothing. So when the Eagles and, and when the first-team offense left the field, Jalen Hurts was 6-for-6 six six with a passer rating of 158.3. Um, they were fired up, I think, the reason they were fired up is because of the late hit on, on Jalen Hurts. And you saw Nick Sirianni screaming at, at Robert Salad. Now, that was my first question to him post-game. And he, he said, you know, he got caught up in the moment, should have handled it better. He's good friends with, with Robert Salad. But that kind of fired the Eagles up when you're going after the quarterback in a preseason game. Uh, so it, if you noticed that, it was it probably had more to do with that late hit on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I know in the post game when the teams or, or the head coaches came together, um, Nick and Robert or, uh, and Sal embraced each other wherever they wherever they met on the field. So it looked like outside of the emotion of the moment, uh, which became a few moments uh, outside of the emotion yeah. of that. Um, they seem to he seemed to be able to put it behind them. Yeah, and they did, and they are good friends because I remember at the joint practices last year how close they were and and how they got along. Um, but you know, 
Nick Nick has shown that before. For everybody, generally, he's a you know very engaging, uh, very nice guy. But in the heat of the moment, he can get fired up, and he was fired up because nobody wants to see their quarterback take that kind of hit in any atmosphere, never mind a preseason atmosphere. So the Eagles were upset by that. Well, you can read lips. You can see a lot of F-bombs watching that that game uh, as that played out. What about the hit, uh, John? Um, Was Nick concerned? Was he upset? Was he worried about Jalen? Did he did he want to take Jalen out of the game at that point? Was there any of that talked about in the post game? No, it's it's one of those things. It was just a cheap shot. You don't want to see it. Um, you know, football's football, and sometimes. And Nick said after the game, you know, he might get hurt in the pocket. He might get hurt. Um, you know, just doing. <clears throat> a natural sort of move. You see these non-contact, non-contact injuries in the NFL all the time. Um, but anytime you see a cheap shot and he was way out of bounds and you know, that, that, uh, that was a bad hit. And, and by the way, Robert Sala after the game called it egregious himself. So, uh, he knows it. And, um, you never like it, especially you never like it to happen to any of your players, but you got to be honest. And the quarterback is the quarterback. So everybody's very, very protective of their quarterbacks. Let me talk, let's talk about Jalen Hurts and uh, the plays that he did uh, play tonight, was, which was really that opening drive. Uh, missing from that um, six for six was a touch to his good friend, A.J. Brown, they did not connect tonight. What did you see in that first series? Well, I asked both Jalen and Nick about that specifically. Remember, you don't game plan in the preseason. So um, it's just kind of Jalen going where the coverage took him with the football. And that's a good thing because that's what you should do. And it shows he trusts his other receivers. He got the football to Miles Sanders. He even got the football to Jack Stoll um, because he was open. Um, Dallas got, got eventually got the touchdown. And a lot of the reasons why he was open was because A.J. Brown was taking uh, two coverage, two defensive backs with him. So kind of clearing that out for Dallas Goddard. So, you know, a lot of times people get caught up in stats and there's a lot of things in in professional football. It's not a stat-based game. I say this all the time. Baseball is a stat-based game. Uh, Football is not because, and you'll see it with Jordan Davis on the defensive side. You know, if if you're A.J. Brown and you're taking two defensive backs away from other receivers, that's not showing up on the stat sheet. If you're Jordan Davis and you're taking up two or three blockers, that's not showing up on the stat sheet except when the linebacker makes a tackle for loss or, or the edge rusher gets a sack. Well, you're coming in. You don't have uh, Devontae Smith. There's all the expectation 
of what A.J. Brown in terms of being a playmaker is going to mean, John, to uh, this offense and in what was arguably uh, perfection from a QBR standpoint for Jalen. Um, he didn't have either of his two <clears throat> number ones, but he moved the football and he did it in a lot of different ways. Um, did you, when, when you look at the plays, did you like the way he conducted himself on that opening drive? Did you see anything that we didn't, that he may have done wrong out there during that, even though he was hard to say you did something wrong when you're six, when you're six for six. Um, you know, perfect passer rating. There were, you know, he, he probably um, escaped the pocket a little bit too quickly than you would prefer. I'm sure the coaching staff will talk to him about that. But ultimately, when, when you have that number, 158.3, you're not going to do much complaining. Um, you know, on the other hand, it's not, it's not something you should get used to. I mean, it's hard to do that. Um, so there are going to be hiccups along the way. And that's why you look at things and say, you don't just erase it and say, okay, it's perfect from a, a passer rating standpoint. But you have those teachable moments and say, hey, you know what? It's, instead of flushing right, maybe you could climb the pocket. Maybe you can extend the play that way and still keep your eyes downfield. Just, li just little <clears throat> things like that. Uh, Post-game press conference from the podium with Jalen Hurts. The same Jalen Hurts. Uh, that we've come to love in the post game doesn't take debate, doesn't get emotional, answers the question, and moves on to the next question. Pretty much the same. Always, always the same. Never changes. Um, flat line. You know, he's not an EKG man. He's straight, straight across. There's not highs and lows. You know, he got a lot of questions about the hit, for instance, and he's like. I'm fine. You know, nothing happened. You know, you don't like it, but there was a flag. He popped right up. Um, you move on to the next play where everybody else is concerned about it. Um, you know, that's the strength of Jalen Hurts. He's very, very even keeled. And you'll see that everybody's going to have ebbs and flows. Nobody's going 17 and 0. Um, Nobody's perfect, and you're going to have ups and downs during the season, and it's nice to have a quarterback that deals with the ups the same way he deals with the downs. So he's not going to get too excited by 158.3 like a lot of people are, and when he has a bad day, he's not going to be get too down on himself, and that's a, that's a very good trait to have as a quarterback in this league. You know, I do think there's a lot of pressure on Jalen. There's a lot of self-inflicted pressure, I think, that he – or a standard that he holds him himself to. Um, and I think it's more magnified in the 2022 season uh, for him. Did he comment about his game? Did he feel good about 
um, the series that he played in that opening drive? Did he talk about that at all? Um, just in this typical way, uh, uh, it's about getting better. Uh, it's about, you know, being better today than yesterday and being better tomorrow. He's, he's very well schooled by Nick Saban. Um, that's where he learned it. He's not going to deter from that. He's not going to take the rat poison. And I always say the rat poison that he describes can be both good and bad. In other words, you know, people typically think of it as criticism. Well, he thinks of it as if you're blowing smoke up as you know what, because of 158.3, he considers that rat poison. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you start patting yourself on the back, you know, the next thing you're standing still instead of getting better. So he's very mature. He just turned 24. Um, incredibly mature for his age. You know, you look at some of the other players on the team that have gotten involved with some social media nonsense. He doesn't pay attention to that. You, you, you just talked about putting pressure on himself. I don't think he puts pressure on himself. I just think he's focused and he doesn't focus on what other people are saying. He's focused on, on getting better in, in, in his own mind and making sure that he improves at, as a quarterback and as a person. And that, you know, as a young man, that's what he's been taught by Nick Saban, and, he, and he's been taught very, very well when it comes to that stuff. Well, you've had the opportunity to watch every step on his progression line up to and including the game tonight. All of his practices so far coming into the 2022 season, you've been there for every one of them. So you've watched them. What do you see? Do you see Jalen better today than he was at the end of last season in your mind? You know, he hasn't been great in training camp. He hasn't been great in practice. But I say all the time, he's not a practice player. Um, you know, so many of the things he does well, and you saw today, extending plays, um, going outside, off-schedule offense. In practice, they blow the whistle, and they say, we got to protect the quarterback. we got to go to the next rep. Um, and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, in a live environment like today was, um, I think he's a better game day player than he is a practice player. So in practice, sometimes it doesn't look great, to be honest. Um mm -hmm. The majority, we, we, we've seen 10 practices. I'd say he's had two really good practices out of 10. Um, now there's some nondescript practices. He's probably only had, I'm going off the top of my head, he's probably only had two or three bad practices, um, two good practices, and everything else is pretty much in between. So um, he's not a practice player, and I've said it since last year. Um, and that's probably not going to change. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen, who is down uh, at Lincoln Financial Field preseason week number one. 
uh, in the books. Johnny, let me rotate through just a couple of names and get some of your uh, observations. I'm sure we'll read uh, about some of your great reporting uh, across, certainly on jacobsports.com, uh, uh, on Sports Illustrated. We'll, uh, we'll see some of, uh, some of your great work. Let me throw a few names out from the game tonight and just give me some of your uh, initial thoughts. Uh, Jordan Davis, uh, he's a big, he's a big man. Uh, your thoughts on how Jordan played uh, and, and, and a follow-up to it would be what we saw tonight from Jordan perhaps is what we will see every week from Jordan. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I think people are going to start to see um, what Jordan Davis will mean for this defense. And, you know, they started kind of vanilla with the same 40 fronts that people expect, but they're going to use a lot of odd man fronts when they have Jordan Davis in the game. And that's sort of the, the, they can toggle between both looks and that makes things more difficult for the quarterback. Uh, he just commands double teams. So, you know, if you have to have two players to block Jordan Davis because of his sheer size and athleticism, that's going to open up things for the linebackers, open up things for the edge rushers. And it's only going to get better. He's going to keep getting better and better uh, and better. And he's just, he's a really, really good football player. Eagles fans are going to be very, very happy um, with Jordan Davis unless they expect Aaron Donald and they expect, you know, double digit sacks. He's not that type of player. He's the player who's going to make other players better. So maybe it's a little esoteric, um, but it's going to be very, very important for this defense. John, did you notice from him when he was on the field, are they rotating him out quickly is his stamina strong for being such a big man? Looks like it is. Um, yeah, I just not, don't, you can't see it all from the, from when you're watching it on television. Well, and you're not going to know that until there's not enough reps to get a feel for that, mm -hmm. um, especially with good players. They're not playing um, that many reps. So it's not a concern. That'll be a concern in the regular season. But Jordan is in great shape for how big he is. You know, I always say 6'6", 340. Um, but he's not overweight. Um, he's got a frame that he can carry that weight. Um, it, as far as the conditioning, look, he wasn't asked to play a lot at Georgia because Georgia was so talented and they could come at you in waves. So... He is going to be asked to play more here. Maybe not this year, though. So, you know, you still have Fletcher Cox. You still have Javon Hargrave. Now, Javon didn't play today uh, because he's dealing with a, a sprained toe. But once you get to the regular season, um, he's not going to have to play 70% of the snaps. So I, I don't think you have to worry about that probably until 2023. Um, as long as you have Fletcher here and you have um, Javon, and you also have Milton Williams, by the way, and Brandon Graham can play inside as well. I wanted to ask you about Hassan Reddick, too. 
Um, I don't know how many snaps he got today. Maybe just not many, not, <laughs> you know, not many, but he's going to be a force. He, he, he's going to oh, be yeah. a great, he's going to be a great addition to that. Yeah. Defense. He's, he's the best edge rusher this team has had um, in a very long time. They haven't had an edge rusher with double digit sacks since Connor Farwin in 2014, I believe. So it's been a long time. He's done it two years in a row. Um, I don't see why he's not going to do it again. Um, he's only playing with a better defensive line than he did in Carolina, than he did in Arizona. So Hassan Reddick is going to be a, a really good player for this team. One, we talked at halftime, got your opinion on it. One last thought from you on Nicobe Dean. I thought he was active uh, behind Jordan Davis. I thought he was in the hole quickly, um, or at least the few plays that they isolated on him. What did you see on him? Uh, I thought it was fine. I, you know, I didn't see any splashy plays, but to me, the more important part, uh, the play Zach Wilson got hurt on. In fact, Zach Wilson kind of shook Nicobe Dean, which you probably don't want to see. Um, but, you know, the positive parts to me where they were letting him call the defense, the leader of the defense with the second team. And again, with Nicobe Dean, I think there was this narrative that he needs to start right away. He doesn't need to start right away. TJ Edwards is, I call him the most underrated player on this team. Uh, you saw Kaiser White make the big play today. Um, they have Davion Taylor's had a great summer. He can take his time. He can learn. He can he can sort of settle in, and and that's what I think the Eagles now have the plan in place. And I I think this was a nice first step. Yeah, I don't want to get I don't, I don't want to go too crazy in terms of the thought process, but I find it use the word interesting. I guess that a year ago, linebacker or linebacking on this defense was the Achilles heel to the yeah. defense. It appears as though perhaps it has a chance to not be, to not be the case this year. Well, it's a lot better than it was last year mm -hmm. um, at the start of the season. Um, and you can throw Sean Bradley into that mix as well. Um it's it's a lot better now. Uh, you know, there's still, you know, if you talk about the great linebackers in this league, the Fred Warners, the 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 Bobby Wagner's, the the Eric Kendricks, they don't have that player. Um, maybe Nicobe Dean turns into that down the road, um, but it's a lot better than it has been. You can you you can definitely say that. Jason Huntley, John, was literally on the football field tonight in the first quarter, in the second <laughs> quarter, in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter. Is there any particular reason that he was out there for all four quarters? Yeah, Boston Scott had a concussion. Kenny Gainwell had a hip injury. So, Miles Sanders was obviously not going to play a lot. Um, and they had two running backs, Jason mm -hmm. Huntley and Kennedy Brooks. So, 
Uh, DeAndre Torrey is a player they just signed yesterday, so he wasn't going to be able to play. He doesn't know the offense yet. So they only had two running backs. So it was either going to be Jason Huntley or, or Kennedy Brooks, and that means Jason Huntley had to play a lot, and he did. And, look, the numbers weren't great. He did have a, a, a nice kickoff return. He had a, a, a rushing touchdown. Um, I thought he acquitted himself well, um, but he still got work to do. Uh, they probably want to keep four running backs. You know, Miles is going to be here. Kenny's going to be here. Boston's going to be here. <clears throat> they need a fourth running back. Maybe it's Jason Huntley. Maybe it's Kennedy Brooks. Maybe it's somebody they get from outside the organization. But Jason Huntley is this team's best kickoff returner. Now, that's not an important role any longer because – They've changed the rules to there's not many kickoffs you can return in each game. But um, the fact that he can do that, if he can prove to be just a competent running back, maybe he can make this team. And he, he probably took a step forward uh, when it came to that today. I'm sure it's been talked about on certainly on Birds 365. Is Jalen Rager going to make this football team? Uh, <laughs> He's going to make the team, Krause. Um, is he going to be returning punts this year, or is he just there now because they just don't know what else to do? He is going to be returning punts and probably kickoffs unless the Eagles trade him. Now, the Eagles might trade him, but they're not cutting him. So anybody hoping that, that's not happening. Um, I think they would be amenable to a trade, but – they're not going to give them away either. The Eagles want some value. So um, Jalen's a really talented player. I know people don't believe that. He's really athletic. Um, you know, he's got a crisis of confidence. And probably it would be best for him to have a change of scenery. But the Eagles aren't just going to give him away. So if they can't trade him, he's going to be here. He's going to be the punt returner. Um, he's going to be a backup receiver, and he's probably going to be the kick returner. Uh, good stuff from John McMullen tonight, working a hard, long night for Johnny uh, down at the stadium. Uh, they did announce, John, uh, in, in a pre-recorded um, segment with Jeff Lurie, uh, the Eagles' uh, two Hall of Fame inductees, for the 2022 season, they'll go into the Eagles Hall of Fame uh, in the November game against Green Bay. Hugh Douglas and Trent Cole, uh, both obviously from the defensive side of the football. Nice moment for uh, them, and it will be a great night for them in November. Yeah, and uh, both great pass rushers, so maybe – that is a foreshadowing of the year of Hassan Reddick. So maybe maybe uh, that tells us Hassan Reddick is going to have a big year. John, is it okay for us? Is it okay for the fan base? Is it okay for us to feel good about, not the game, about progress that has been made, about 
this team appearing to be united and this team on the right path to what the next step will be. Okay for us to do that? Yeah, I mean, the first team offense was tremendous. Uh, the, the starters as a whole, um, a lot of good stuff from Jordan Davis, a lot of good stuff from Cam Jurgens in his first start. Yes, indeed. As the center. Um, and hopefully he's not going to start September 11th. But it's nice to have sort of that insurance policy. Um, yeah, it, it's it's fine. But I, I would see you saw today, um, you know, the Jets came back because there are some issues with depth. So, you know, in a lot of ways, the NFL is a war of attrition. You saw it with the Jets today. They lose their quarterback. You get the wrong injury at the wrong spot, and you don't have depth. That could that could be an issue. But that's with everybody in the NFL. That's with everybody. By the way, one quick thing. Did Jalen – how did Jalen feel? Or maybe he didn't even address this. I don't know. How did Jalen feel about – Cam snapping him the football. What was that dynamic like? Yeah, he did talk about it. Um, and he said, you know, he was really happy with it. Uh, first game. You know, it's not going to be Jason Kelsey. But um, he, it, it's, it was pretty darn good for a rookie center. Um, you know, the whole offense was a part of that. So, six for six, 80 yards, touchdown. You know. You can't do better than that. Yeah. Good stuff tonight from John McMullen, football 24-7 with the great. John McMullen checking in. Uh, great stuff, Johnny Mac. Uh, appreciate it uh, very, very much. Of course, we'll look for um, your game recap uh, up on jacobsports.com. You'll be right back with Birds 365. Um, and then I got to get moving because I have to get you out to Cleveland uh, next week because the team's going to go out and practice out there. When does that take place? Wednesday, Thursday, or what, what's that uh, Thursday, look like? Thursday, Friday is Thursday, the practice uh, in 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 front of the game, uh, which was which is Sunday uh, next next week's preseason game. Sunday in Cleveland against maybe Deshaun Watson, but who knows. John, I know Dick Vermeil drove himself out to Ohio. <laughs> you don't want to drive to Cleveland, do you, sir? <laughs> I, I have driven to Canton. I prefer I prefer not to. All <laughs> oh, good, man. Good stuff from Johnny Mac. Appreciate it, brother. Well done tonight. All right. Thanks, Krause. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff from John McMullen uh, checking in from down at Lincoln Financial Field. I have time to remind everyone about the Jacob post-game show. There they are. Derek Gunn, Mike Missinelli, Seth Joyner, and Devin Caney. It's the Jacob post-game show. The season starts on the 11th of September and three minutes after the game ends and after every game ends on the 2022 season, the post-game show will be live right here on the Jacob YouTube channel and on 6abc.com. Also, adding, 
programming addition to the lineup this year, a Jacob pregame show. More on that coming up, but we'll be live with the pregame show every game day. We have a special halftime show uh, this year from Ocean Casino Resort. So we're, we're expanding our programming. And then following the game next week, an, another addition to the lineup a lead-in to Birds 365, the Beast of the East. We're going to cover the NFC East in totality every day leading into Birds 365. More on that coming up. And then, of course, announced um, on Sports Take on July 1st, um, Rick Saratella uh, will be uh, joining the lineup uh, and he will be going live Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12. So 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Of course, sports take from 12 to 3 with Rob Ellis, Big B, Barrett Brooks, and of course, Derek Gunn, and then the National Football Show with Dan Cilio, 3 to 6, and then Monday night football, 6 to 8, Thursday night football, 6 to 8, and a special announcement coming up about this week in pro football. So we are adding some great content uh, for all of our viewers and all of our subscribers. But again, are the Jacob Post Game Show, which we are so excited about, uh, will be on uh, Sunday, the debut, September 11th. Derek Gunn, Mike Missinelli, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney, and you'll hear more about the Jacob pregame show, the Jacob halftime show, um, and another great lineup of additional personalities who are all becoming part of the Jacob Sports Network. I want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, tonight to be part of the uh, show with John McMullen. And until we get to our next live broadcast, I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time, everybody. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the Oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.